Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lily, and this is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything book-related. This week's topic is our August TBRs. Yeah, slash... I mean, I'm planning on just kind of saying my, like, very near, like, TBR, because I, there's no guarantee I'll actually get around to reading all these in August, but I hope to. <laughs> but, For me, it's a thing of, I have not, I am about, like, eight books behind on my Goodreads challenge. Um, uh-uh. It's just hasn't been working out for me. So this is more me trying to tell myself the books that I should read, hopefully holding myself accountable. So if it's, like, this time next month, if we follow up on this, I'll have to go through the shame of, like, no, No. (laughs) I did not read that. (laughs) Yes. But, yeah. So this will obviously be pretty spoiler-free because we clearly haven't read the books. But we'll kind of be doing a little brief thing of what they're about, I'm assuming. And... Yeah. Yeah. I think what we should do is we'll say the books, like we'll just say the synopsis and, you know, hopefully it, if pique other people's interests and um And if you've read yeah, any of these books you can kinda like maybe let us yeah, know. Yeah, true. There, and there are some books yeah, because there are definitely some books of mine that you've read, so I'm interested. That's to. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. do you wanna go first? Or do you want me to go first? Sure, sure. Um so, a lot of these books, just to say, I have are going to be books that I've already started because I have a huge yep. issue with this. <laughs> what? The way Not you just weren't you. even surprised. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> You're like, yep, mm-hmm, we've been new. But yeah, a lot of these books are ones that I've already started, but they're just ones that I need to like finish. So, the first one is the final book in the Raven Cycle series. I need to get it over and done with, but I'm just getting so scared because I love like these characters so much. And then another thing too, I like stopped reading it for a long time because I was procrastinating finishing the series. Like, you know, when you love a series so much, you don't want it to end. So you don't, you hold out on the ending a lot. You just uh, spread it, spread it out, try and take as long as possible to read it. That was me. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to start it yet. I I just wasn't starting it. Um, And then pretty much a month and a half went by. And then I found the audiobook, and for me, whenever I find an audiobook of a book that I should be reading, I have no excuse, because you can multitask with that, so I'm like, I have no excuse, I need to listen to this. But it's been so long, and if anyone has read the Raven Cycle series, it you do not know what's going on in that series, like, you just don't. <laughs> and so, it's, but it's usually confusing even if you're very all the information is very fresh in your brain and you know exactly what's like everyone's dynamics are and you remember all of the things that have happened in previous books but it was had been so long that I was listening to this audiobook and I just couldn't figure it out I just I'm so confused but I need to finish it I think and just form some opinions but I'm scared because I saw it in a TikTok where it was uh, a TikTok that uh, basically said books that they didn't like or books that made them angry. And this book was in it, The Raven King, the fourth the <sighs> Raven series. That's because concerning. it was, 
Yeah, because the TikTok said that there were too many questions left unanswered. I'm like, if there's one thing you don't like seeing being said about a, a final book in a series, it's that too many questions were left unanswered. Yeah. I agree. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I need to move on. I need <laughs> to let go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm. Oh, that's my first one. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that you'll really like finishing that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm hopefully. scared for you. I have a confession for you. Um, you looked up the Wikipedia page. I did. You? I did. Yeah, because you had so many theories. And then I did. You had so many theories. You told me where you're like, this definitely happens, or this definitely happens, or like, I just mm. know. And I'm just like, I need to see if she's right. And so I looked it up. And so I'm very interested every single time. You're like, I, I need to finish this book, but I'm like scared for this, 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 and this. Yeah, because <laughs> <just like>, <laughs> it's such a hard series to read because it's such a weird reading experience because it follows the journey of psychics. And it plays a lot yeah. around with, I've never read a series before that basically tells you the ending. The, yeah, just, I know. It's very intriguing. <laughs> it's a very intriguing storyline yeah. as far as what you've told me. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see you finish it because I just want to know what you think of it. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. But the thing that makes me scared is I just love the found family so much. That's really yeah. why this series is popular. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I don't really... You can say you read it for the plot, but you read it for the found family. And it's just so sad because how it's... I, I'm speculating it to end is the found family. I just don't know how they're going to be as strong as they have been in the series if it finishes a certain way. Um, so I'm really sad about that because I don't, I really don't want to like watch that fall apart, <laughs> but I'm yeah. just, oh yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, to be fair, I only like, cause the wiki page, cause like you just said, it was like such a complicated series. I was only able to mm. discern like one or two pieces of actual like information because I didn't understand a single thing that was going on oh, yeah. wiki page. Honestly, I could probably look at the wiki pages and not know what they're saying. Yeah, so I feel like I'm like, I just know everything about the end of the movie. Okay, I know like one or two things and I barely even remember those because it was so long ago. <laughs> like this, that I, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, um, that's my first one. What about you? Well, my one, my book that's near some of my TBR because I actually like need to I'm probably gonna start it tomorrow actually um and that is the next three books in the Shatter Me series like because I read the first three and now next to my TBR is the last three so there's Restore Me, Defy <laughs> Me, and Imagine Me and Believe I just know me. I'm about to go on a wild ride again because the first three were such a wild ride i'm so excited for the last technically the last five because there's like also two novellas but like the novellas take you like 30 minutes to read and so like yeah and the novellas always like 70 pages <laughs> yeah and they're like easy reads so like if you just sit down and read them in one sitting like they're quick so technically it's the next like five quote unquote but like it's really only three <laughs> i get what you mean yeah um so yeah and I'm really excited for these three because we actually get, like, multiple characters' POVs in them, whereas in, like, 
the first one, so we only really got Juliet's point of view. Besides, like, if it was a novella or something, then you got, like, a different character. But, like, in this one, you get, like... I think in the fourth one, you get Juliet and Warner's POV. And then I know in the fifth one, I was just flipping through it, and I saw that there was, like, Kenji's POV or something, and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes! I'm really excited. So I'm excited for, like, to see what's going on in these, these people's heads during this book series. But, yeah. And, of course, mm-hmm. the romance... The romance. Can't forget. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, I'm just concerned for you. Like, <laughs> watching you read the, those books uh, is something that just will forever traumatize me. It's just the level of investment <laughs> is like no other I've seen from you. <laughs> it's just, it's so bad that you just have to lean into it so that it's good. You know? <laughs> That's what it yeah. is. It's like the selection, you know? It's like you're I really aware think that it's bad. Yeah. What am I doing? I should be getting my little sister. I've been looking for the recommendations. She would eat Shadow Me up. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm going to get her to read Shadow Me. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, but I get what you mean. I, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just <laughs> like, so as someone who, this is giving me similar vibes to when. I hadn't read The Quilt Prince yet, and then you oh, had, yeah. and you would say things where you'd be like, if he doesn't, like, if, you know, if I, if I don't have a knife to my throat when he gives me, I, I don't, don't want, want it. it. And I was like, <laughs> exactly, I was like, um, okay, cool. And then I finished, and I was like, okay, but seriously, if there isn't a knife or a dagger in my throat, well, I don't, I, I, kiss, I don't want it. Yes, I don't want it. Yeah. If yeah. I'm not tied up, like, yeah. Shadow is definitely one of those book series that if you haven't read it, like, I was there too. Like, when even when I was, like, halfway through the first one, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is a bit ridiculous. But it's just like, if you're not, like, in it fully, like, it seems so stupid. And it is so stupid. But, like, when you're in it, you're in it. And I'm so excited to re-enter that phase of my life for the next three books. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see what your opinion is on it because a lot of people tend to not like the last three as much I, as the first three. What I've heard is that the fourth and fifth one are pretty okay, but it's the sixth one people don't like. Like, that's what I've heard. So, mm. yeah. And I've, like, seen... I've, like, seen some things, like, people talking about certain things from, like, the fourth and fifth book, and people seem, like, pretty invested in these plot lines, so I'm assuming the fourth and fifth ones are okay, but the sixth one's where it's, like, goes downhill, if that makes sense. Interesting. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, well, I think we should move on to some first book in the series, because we yeah. want to try and invest the listeners because we've just been talking about like a series like books yeah that we can't really explain the plot of without spoiling anything yeah <clears throat> so i'm actually gonna say uh i'm gonna say uh something that is gonna be interesting because i honestly think you're probably better at explaining the plot than me but i am indeed putting these violent delights back on my soon tbr Ooh. Um, ooh you uh, for those of you who don't know, I started to, I started these violent delights a while ago. I can't remember what month, but it's definitely been months ago. And I read about like 140 pages. Basically, I was doing like a, ma- a major like reading week. It was the week before I started, like my school went back. 
And so I was aiming to read one book every single day and it was a whole thing. And I actually did it. Um, and I was reading minimum 300 pages a day. It was intense. Mm -hmm. But I got to These Violent Delights on pretty much my last day of the week. And so I was pretty burnt out by the time I reached These Violent Delights. And I got the vibe very quickly that These Violent Delights is not a book that you can read if it does, if you are not like fully aware, processing what is going on. Very political, oh, a yes. lot of knowledge. <laughs> to be remembered and I it was just a whole mess and I pretty much made it to page 140 and then I dropped it and I did not pick it back up <laughs> because another thing too mm -hmm. I picked up these violent delights expecting like a mind-numbing enemies to lovers romance because all anyone ever talks about in these violent delights is the romance it's because which you, I honestly you get can't. it but it's in the second half that's the thing like you do yeah. get it it's just not in the first half <laughs> like a lot of enemies yeah, to lovers yeah. romances <laughs> yeah but it honestly annoys me because I'm like I don't have an issue if a book doesn't have like enemies lovers in it but if you if it's marketed as that I almost feel annoyed because I'm like okay this just really sums up where book talks priorities are you took a book with really cool political you know like politics in it and you just were like dagger to the throat <laughs> and you're like there's one dagger to the throat scene or no there's probably multiple but anyways um yeah, so I, I went in expecting one thing and it, I wasn't getting it straight away. And so I dropped it and I was pretty much just, I couldn't find the willpower to pick it back up again. Yeah. Uh, however, um, I was counting on this happening. Uh, Lily picked up uh, the handy dandy, <laughs> these Violet Delights book uh, a couple weeks ago and she blitzed through it and... Here, it's nice to know that it seems to be going. I basically got her to tell me if it went in a direction that I would enjoy, and she said yes. So now it's back on my TBR. I'm interested. I feel to like see my opinion I'm gonna it. feel so bad if you like get to the second half and you're like, Lily, this is not what I wanted. I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry, I thought it was what you wanted. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just kind of told you what happens and you seemed interested. So if you don't like it, that's not my fault. Yeah. No. I, um, I'm definitely not going to be like, no, I'm not going to blame you if I don't like it. I'll be like, oh my God, Lily, it was your responsibility to tell me whether or not I would like this book and you were not 100% accurate. How could you? No, that's horrible. But um, no, I am interested to see how it goes. I want to yeah. see the hype, especially before the Our Violent Ends come comes out. Because yeah. Unlike some of us here, we'll have to read it when the release date comes around. <laughs> Not all of us can get little little art creates. <laughs> so I'm mm. very... Um, I think it'll be cool, though, because I, I think it... I do honestly think these Violent Delights, it's going to be a duology that only gets more popular over time. Like, it's not going to fall after the second one. For sure. Like, in my opinion, just, like... Even just, like, knowing the second one a little bit because I did read it it's like it really does it really does everything is so beautifully like interconnected that I feel like when both books are out it's just going to become even more appreciated if that makes sense like when yeah. people have and both this is coming books, from someone who's already read a bit of the second book so mm -hmm. that's like 
a good a solid opinion there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so I think it's definitely one that like if you haven't read the first one, you should definitely read it before the second one comes out this November because then it's and what's really nice about it is it's only two, right? And so it's not like we have to wait for a third one. Like it's it's yeah, just done exactly. now. <laughs> Which I appreciate because of like, yeah. I, so I think she did a really good job. And I think like you said, I totally agree with you. It's just gonna like get more appreciated over time. I don't think it's going away anytime so. soon. <laughs> no. And so the reason why I said that we I wanna explain the premise of this one, the yep. synopsis, because we can. But yes. I think you would be better off explaining it. <laughs> uh, okay. So basically the book takes place in nineteen twenty six in Shanghai. And during this time, Shanghai is basically ruled by two rival gangs, like the Scarlet the Scarlet Gang and the White Flowers. And Juliet is the heir to the Scarlet Gang. And Roma, he is the heir to the White Flower Gang, right? They're both, like, 19, I'm pretty sure. And, um... Juliet, the book... When the book really begins, Juliet has been... She's just returned to Shanghai because she was sent away to America to finish her education. And then she runs into Roma and she finds out, you end up finding out that it's a whole enemies to lovers to now they're enemies again storyline. There's a lot of tension there. And then basically they're kind of forced into working together in order to stop this, um, madness that's overtaken the city where it's basically a mm. very like contagious disease that's overtaken the city and they want to try to put a stop to it and so they're working together in order to do that and then yeah yeah i i don't think it's a spoiler to say it's a monster because literally the first line yeah like, it's like a monster spreading this disease and like the reader knows that but like roma and juliet don't know that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're just watching them trying to figure that one out <laughs> when you're just like reading yes. POVs and like you've literally seen the monster you're like oh my god it's like literally in the prologue <laughs> yeah so yep. that's the premise and yeah right, so do you think you're gonna start like from the beginning again or just like from page 140 no definitely not from the beginning again <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see I think uh, I think that's why I wanted to wait for you because I have you. My, you know, if I get confused on anything, hopefully yeah. it's gonna be you my won't time be too to shine. If I'm like, yeah, it'll be your time to shine. Hopefully, you won't be too annoying. If I'm like, Lily, can I just get you to recap real quick <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. this means? <laughs> no, I mean I definitely can. I definitely can. Yeah, so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, um, you, thank you. Okay. But yes, moving on. So the next one that I want to read pretty soon is the We Hunt the Flame duology. And I was say this. We both want to read it. Me and Olivia wanted to buddy read it. So how cute. This is just perfect. So cute. Um, so neither of us have read this, so I can't give you a synopsis that's not the one that they put on the book. So I'm just going to read it off of Goodreads. Go for it'll, it. It'll tell Do us. It. 
Um, except I don't know how to pronounce any of their names, and that's the problem. <laughs> I'm just, like, looking at this up. Yeah. Like, how do I pronounce Wait. their names? I don't want to be, like... I'm going to see. Uh, I have the book with me. I'm going to see if there's a pronunciation guide. Because <laughs> I don't want to... I, like, I could find a way to pronounce them. I have it. You okay. have a pronunciation guide. I have the guide. pronunciation okay. Glossary and pronunciation guide. What names? What did the letters... What did the letters start with? <laughs> just read them to me. No, because there's like oh. five pages. You need well, to give okay. me like <laughs> an alpha alphabetical no. order here. No. Um, Z A F I R A. Okay, Zafira. Zafira. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Zafira, and then A R Z. Is that just R? Ours. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I think I think that that's all I need. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Maybe keep that handy. <laughs> Zephira and Oz. Zephira. Zephira. Okay. Synopsis time. <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way. <laughs> People lived because she killed. People died because he lived. Zephira is the hunter disguising herself as a man when she braves as the cur- braves the cursed forest of ours to feed her people. Nazir. Question mark, I think. Oh. Is the is let, let me just get my Nazir. time to shine real quick. Let me just get my handy dandy glossary. Nazir. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah that yeah, really yeah. wasn't that hard, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Is the Prince of Death assassinating those foolish enough to defy his father? If Zafira is exposed as a girl, all of her achievements would be rejected. If Nazir displayed his compassion, his father would punish him in the most brutal of ways. Both Safira and Nazar are legends in their kingdom, but neither wants to be. War is brewing, and the Ars sweeps closer with each passing day engulfing the land in shadow. When Zafira embarks on a quest to uncover a lost artifact that can... Res- There's always a lost artifact, and I always live for it every single time. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. That can restore magic to her suffering world and stop the Ars, Nazir is sent by the sultan on a similar mission. Retrieve the artifact and kill the hunter. But an ancient evil stirs as their journey unfolds, and the prize they seek might pose a threat greater than either of them could imagine. So, that's the I want to unpack you. A lot Number one, there. I have, ever since I watched Milan as a kid for the first time, I am a sucker for the, like, disguising as a man trope. Like, I just I know. love it. Guys, she's not even <laughs> kidding. I remember when she had Daughter of the Pirate King on her bookshelf and she read like the first line and it was something <laughs> about her like dressing up as a man like I was like I'm on gonna the phone get with it. her I'm gonna get it I was on the phone with her and I kid you not she's like <gasps> Lily <gasps> I just need to bump this up on my this is my next read and I'm like okay <laughs> it's the I hate having to dress like a man that is the first line of Daughter of the Pirate King by Trisha Levenseller and it never gets old <laughs> I'm not sorry about it. It's just, like, the best thing ever because there's always that inevitable moment where you find out that they're a woman and everyone's like, oh, shit, like, women aren't trash. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck? (laughs) They're actually capable. And it's just, I I just love it. I I love it. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, your the synopsis on Goodreads. It's so weird because I was reading the synopsis on the blurb of my book, expecting it to be the exact uh, same, but no, it's actually Goodreads, a little bit different. Goodreads synopsis are usually different than the ones at the back of the yeah. book, for whatever reason. Yeah. 
But also, I will be... But also, it, there's just so many things to unpack. Like, because we have that, then the representation in this book, I haven't even read it, but I can already tell that it's just top tier. Mm-hmm. And the author's such to a bop, too. Like, she's on TikTok, and she's so fun. I, like, love her TikToks. Mm. I've seen her, like, her TikToks once or twice on my For You page. I didn't realize that was, like, a regular thing for her to do, though. So I'll have to check them out more. I don't know but how then, often she posts. But, I just, I've seen them a few times. Anyway. Yeah. Then the third thing is apparently it's enemies to lovers and it's like a, a great well, it sounds like it. Studio. I haven't heard it ever. Whenever I see reviews of people finishing this book, like the, the what easily one of the first things people say is like the enemies to lovers in this book was exceptional. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then also I I just love the line that like people live to be Christy killed, people died because he lived. I love that so much. I think that's such yeah. A lied to hook you in but yeah and also, i'm so excited and also just like the whole idea of like obviously this is something that would never be good in real life and a huge red flag but like in books that they always seem to make it work like the whole idea of like i was sent to kill you is always it's always great like <laughs> i know i love how the i was sent to kill you in books is always like oh uh, well automatically they're just gonna f- end up falling in love but in real life if like someone was you found out someone was your assassin you'd just be like i get away from me like, you'd be like i know do not talk to me yeah i found that very i always find that very interesting in books but it always works out to be a great trope and yeah yeah and then even more than that the world seems so complex too i mean yeah i I just told you that pronunciation guide was five pages long yeah well thought out world it does you, not have five pages of pronunciation. Like, yeah, you know, you have a different cover than me. So after we finish recording this, I need I'm to sorry. go. I need to go see if mine has that. Because otherwise, I might cry. Because I don't know how to pronounce yeah, anything. I feel like it would. Also, mm-hmm. the maps are gorgeous. Yeah, I they love the are. map so much. There's, they have like mm. pictures of everybody of like pictures of six girls as well and little circles around the map in mine. So I'm I'm just so in- interested. I'm so excited. It's such like a pretty book. There's like act one. There's different acts. There's like chapter borders. It's just got all these different things that I love to see in a book. All I'm yeah. saying <laughs> is this book better be good because I paid like ten gajillion dollars for the second book. It was oh, excessive. It was excessive how much I paid. I think it's just such an extravagant hardcover. Like there's like a bunch like there's like it's just so pretty. Well, because it just came out this year, and in Canada we don't get books in paperback until like a year and a half. I know this is a weird thing that uh, we found. This is a weird thing that like Lily and I found out this year is in Australia. I don't know why, but we automatically get every new release in paperback and hardcover. But in like North America only hardback you can only get hardback like, yeah the first like, year after a book is released that is so painful to me like, like i you, hate you want to hate that something? you want to know something i think Why? the chain of gold paperback is still not out and like when did that book come out what? a bajillion years ago <laughs> like no it came the out chain like, of gold paperback came out straight away i remember no, weirdly we when chain of gold came out because it was like the cover was so pretty, and it was Cassandra Clare, and I I watched the Shadowhunter show, and I remember yeah. just being like, "She's still writing about Clary and Jace." Like, <laughs> <that's true." laughs> 
obviously it's not. I later found out that book is indeed not about Clarion and Jace. But Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it came out and it was like there were more paperbacks. With most bookstores in Australia, it's like you'll always see more paperbacks in bookstores for new releases than hardcovers because I think people know that like paperbacks, more people are going to want to buy paperbacks, one, because they're more convenient to read and two, because they're cheaper. You will just never have to understand the pain, Olivia, of wanting to buy a new release, but your entire series that you already have is in paperback, and you're like, either (laughs) I get it in hardcover, and just my last book is in hardcover, or I wait a year and a half, and then I can get it in paperback. (laughs) Oh, but I will, because when I come on exchange to Canada, I'll be going exchange to Canada, yeah. Like, literally, I'm not even kidding you. Like, so I have, like, The Cruel Prince, like, the first two books paperback. And the Queen of Nothing, my Queen of Nothing is in hardcover. Because when I, like, the Queen of Nothing paperback here didn't come out. Because I remember when it came out. Because Amara bought it, my friend. It came, the Mm. Queen of Nothing paperback came out, like, five months ago or six months ago or something. (laughs) Like, Yeah, that's excessive. (laughs) So I have it in hardcover because I was like, oh, yes. So, yeah, I do have uh, We Free the Stars in hardcover because there's nothing else. <laughs> I don't own We Free the Stars because mm-hmm. I guess this is where the downfall lies is we will get things in paperback, but it's like bookstores maybe take don't order as many new releases in unless it's like a uh. guaranteed bestseller. Like we had all, like all of Realm Break, my bookstore, like Realm Breaker straight away was there, like A Quarter Silver Flame straight away there, but like they don't have any, they only have like We Hunt the Flame, they don't have We Free the Stars, and when I asked them to order it in, it was like, oh, we're not printing that yet, so you're going to have to get it like online, so I don't own We yeah. Free the Stars, but I, that reminds me, I need to go buy We Free the Stars, because I really, there's nothing more annoying than when you start something and you feel so powerful because you know that you're just going to be able to binge read it and then, like, you end up having to wait. And it doesn't matter how little amount of time you have to wait. Like, yeah. I will never forget. It's painful. Like, it's it's so annoying. It's, like, more annoying than when you have to wait for a new release because You know me, it's there. And other know people could get it. And just spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, and also spoilers is the big thing for me where it's just the anxiety you feel when you've gotten invested into a series and you have to wait for two weeks like shipping and all you can and you just know that the chance of you seeing a spoiler on this series because social media starts like recommending you stuff about that book because you're liking content about that book and you know trying to get stay invested in the series before the next book comes it's just painful (laughs) it's honestly for me almost more painful than having to wait a year for a release that nobody else has read yet because at least that way it's like exciting to a sense but it's just annoying and an inconvenience (laughs) so I I want to make sure to get way free the stars (laughs) I learned my lesson after Crooked Kingdom like I had the first six of crow's book but not oh no yeah and we all know how the first six of crows (laughs) that is a rough one i literally read like three or four books in between the time that my crooked kingdom came it was excessively long it took so long to come like yeah but my lesson was the Infernal devices. I had uh, my I library. I borrowed, from, <laughs> I borrowed from the library. Um, uh, my library had Clockwork uh, Angel and Clockwork Prince, which are the first two. And then um, 
it was I remember only borrowing them because I was like I'm just gonna read these so I can say that I'm not interested in Cassandra Clare's work like I don't you know <laughs> it was one of those it things was one where, of those. where I was convinced I wasn't gonna get invested and then I foolishly got so invested and then I went mm-hmm. I need the third one and my library just didn't have it now they have it I went like a couple of weeks ago and they had it and I just thought really guys like you couldn't have had this two years like last year yeah <laughs> but yeah I had to wait I think three weeks for Clockwork Princess to come yeah, in the mail hurts it hurts it hurts yeah and you feel like you can't complain about it either because there are people out there who had to wait that that actual time but it's not the same okay it hurts more in some ways yeah oh gosh what's the next book on your tbr or like a book one of them yeah so the next book on my tbr is i actually have quite a lot i have quite a lot but um i'm gonna say uh Okay, two seconds. I gotta go get the book off my desk, like behind me, so I can get the synopsis of it. But it's. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, so this book is. I'm gonna be flexing my arc, an arc that I have, Ooh. just because I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> She's so fancy. So the kissing booth three. Oh, stop it right now. <laughs> no. No, I'm messing. I'm messing. Oh, I got sent the kissing for the just in case. Uh, I got sent the kissing booth three like yeah the other day by Penguin Teen, and I'm always so grateful to get sent books for free. I mean, it's such a vibe, and especially because the books that they send me are usually always vibes. But I'm sorry when I opened that package and I saw that they wanted me to like read the kissing booth three. I just I couldn't even so. Anyways, that's what mm-hmm. that was about. But this book was sent to me by Bloomsbury. And yes, I've actually seen a few, Australian, especially Australian book talkers reading this at the moment. And anyway, mm-hmm. it's Defy the Night by Bridget Kemmerer. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, basically the synopsis of it, it's the same author that wrote the A Curse So Dark and Lonely trilogy. And I remember getting sent this, and I didn't, if I'm being real, I haven't read the Accursed So Dark and Lonely trilogy. I've heard great things about it, though. Um, but I was kind of like, who is Bridget Camera? I don't understand this. And then I open, and then straight away on the front of this, like, art cover is the quote, a kinetic tale of the tension between duty, love, and trust, Cassandra Clare. And I was like, you know, as I've mentioned earlier, as much as I tried, I'm a hoe for Cassandra Clare's books. <laughs> so, I, so I was like, Cassandra Clare! Uh, and I opened this, I opened this bad boy right up. And straight away, well, straight away, like first page is that page where it's got all, it's got all of the reviews to make you want to read more. And honestly, I've never seen such a strong, like, review page mm-hmm. where they have all of the, like, authors it has like Jennifer L. Armentrow, Cassandra Clare, like all. So basically, uh, over half of these authors are authors that like I'm obsessed with. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, Mary E. Pearson, who did like the Dance of Dance the of Thieves. Thieves duology, which I'm like another one that I'm excited to read 
not in the near future, but eventually. Um, but anyway, I started the book. I'm on chapter six and page 54. But I'm so excited to fully read this book because this it's like from Blood and like it's not the exact same as from Blood and Ash, but like it's actually quite different. But the vibes I get while reading this book, it's like I feel the same reading this book when I do when I read From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armitage. Yeah. I get like sometimes I get recommendations and I'm like it's like this book, and people are like, no, it's not. I'm like, I felt the same reading both, so it is. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're not even the same, they know. Well, they are actually the same. So, basically, I'll explain the synopsis. Basically, we follow the character Tessa, mm-hmm. and um, I find it very ironic that, like, Cassandra Clare has a review for this one, you know, Tessa Gray. Anyway, that's just me. <laughs> worlds colliding needing to mention it we'll move on <laughs> and <laughs> and anyway follows so the journey of tessa and basically um it, tessa lives in a fantastical world where um they are ruled by the monarchy and there is a monarchy and pretty much there's also a deadly plague going around just casually i mean yeah and i don't know I just casually, uh, it's like uh, nobody, there's only one cure for it and only really like the rich people can really get access to it and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, however, Tessa, she's a badass. She's not like other girls. Um, uh, of course not. Why would she be? Of course not. And this is where I instantly started getting like Poppy from, from Blood and Ash vibes. Oh, yeah. Um, she conceals like her, her face. She has, she wears a mask and... Wears like long black clothes. Her outfits just very anonymous. Like it's mysterious, and nobody knows what she looks like when she does this. But basically, Tessa, what she does is she's kind of a little bit of an outlaw, where she'll go around or a vigilante—that's the word. She'll go around and give people medicine. She'll like steal the medicine from the rich people and then like give it to the sick poor people. Um, icon. Yeah, icon. Yeah, I think so. And then. She does this with a character called Coric. No, not Coric. Coric is another character. Who the fuck is the other guy? Well, there's a really hot guy that she does it with. <laughs> of course. We don't. We we don't. We've never seen his face, but because the reason why they both hide their faces is obviously to stay anonymous from the uh, the government and the authorities and the monarchy, but it's also to stay anonymous from each other because yeah. their reasoning is if one of them ever get kidnapped the guy made the suggestion I don't ever want to be put in the position where it's like I have to I know your identity and I have to like might be tortured to give it up and I'm like okay sweet very sweet yeah so we have this little duo going on and they're just like vigilante you know squad and they have some great chemistry straight off the bat and um yeah, just some great chemistry straight off the bat. Then we have Coric, who, as I mentioned before, we seem to be jumping back and forth between only two POVs in this book, which is Tessa and then Coric. And Coric is the prince uh, oh. of this fantastical land. Not a prince. <laughs> not a prince, but he's not the king. Yeah, and basically we you find it very quickly that he has 
Korok is such an interesting character and I've only read 50 pages where it's like you I don't want to give too much away but you learn so much about his backstory straight away and it's like he really do be the dark-haired prince with trauma like he really just do be embodying (laughs) not you (laughs) gasping I mean, <laughs> he yeah. really like straight off the bat, dark haired friends with trauma. Like, and his trauma too, it's like horrible. You're just like, oh my god. And you learn, and I've only read 50, 54 pages, everybody. I'm scared. I mean, if you what hear, else do you have to find out about this guy? If you hear any keyboard clicks, it's just me pre ordering it. So. <laughs> yes. It's mm-hmm. so good. And anyway, the writing style is great. It's going to be a series great. too. I know, I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, anyway, it's just, it's so good. And, uh, like, but yeah, it's just going to be so good. I'm so excited to see where it goes because inevitably, I'm like, okay, inevitably, Korok and Tessa are going to cross cross paths. If you have two POVs of, like, two co- of, like, a boy and a girl that I can already see would have some things in common, they're going to cross paths. But I'm just like... How the heck are these two gonna like cross paths? And guys, I'm telling you, like, I'm not ready if these two end up being lovers, like enemies to lovers in this book, because these two will be enemies. Like, they will be enemies. Oh no. <laughs> and so, and then there's just the whole situation. I have, like, I've only read 54 pages, but I already have like theories swirling in my head. And it's so I I'm really enjoying it, so I'm very excited to finish it. Um, yeah, it's called Defy the Night by Bridget Camera, and it's coming out on September fourteenth, twenty twenty one. So soon, um, yeah, it's soon. There's not a uh, it's since it's like uh an arc, it doesn't have like any um synopsis or anything. Uh, that I can really give you. So I tried my best. It just pretty much says from New York Times bestselling author Bridget Kemmerer comes an epic new fantasy series about a corrupt kingdom, a star-crossed romance, and a girl who will do anything for justice. So vibes, yeah. vibes. And then on the front, it's like so. Instead of having the title "Defy the Night," it just has a spark of rebellion. Is all it takes. So vibes. Hmm. Yeah. So defy the night. That's mine. <laughs> okay. My next one. I'm actually so excited to read this one, and I've been like getting like way more excited to like lately because it's just like my for you page knows I want to read this. Like they keep sending me TikToks about it, but like I haven't got anything spoiled, which is nice. But like they keep sending me videos basically about how good this book is and like aesthetic videos mm. and stuff, and it's just like made me like so pumped. And that is, like, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Um, And so I'll read the synopsis for those of you who don't know. But it says, um, Aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon Evelyn Hugo is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. But when she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant for the job... No one is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? Monique is not exactly on top of the world. Her husband has left her and her professional life is going nowhere. Regardless of why Evelyn has selected her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. Summoned to Evelyn's luxurious apartment, Monique listens in fascination as the actress tells her story. 
for making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s and her decision to leave show business in the 1980s, and of course, the seven husbands along the way. Evelyn unpools a tale of ruthless ambition, unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. Monique begins to feel a real connection to the legendary star, but as Evelyn's story nears its conclusion, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own tragic and and irreversible ways. So, I'm super excited for this book because I hear it's just (laughs) mind-boggling. And lately, Mm. I've just become obsessed with, like, mind-boggling books and, like, really cool endings and stuff. And so I'm super excited. I'm su- I'm super glad that you brought this up because this was a book that I wanted to bring up but was going to run out of time. So I'm so glad that you brought it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been here. I hear nothing but good things about this book. I am super excited. I remember when I saw my local bookstore finally, like, had it in the in the store. I, like, squealed. I was like, oh, my God. Like, straight away. I, I honestly shouldn't have bought it. Like, I didn't have the money for it, but I did. And I made it work. Um, and I, one of the things I'm most intrigued about is that it's a, um, Evelyn Hugo, I guess she's a character that everybody has like kind of mixed opinions on. And so, yeah, like I keep hearing, I've seen a lot of videos where people, some people like hate Evelyn Hugo and I'm like, interesting. Hmm. And so (laughs) like some people... But I, I'm very into it, but it doesn't seem in a really, like, petty way. It seems like – it's kind of gives me the same vibes of how people feel about, like, Achilles from Son of Achilles. Um. Where it's, like, it's just – people can – they just do questionable things. So I'm very interested to see what the dealio is there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh. Do you have so another great. one? I do. Um, so I'm just going to zip through these now. Uh, the Priory of the Orange Tree by mm-hmm. Samantha Shannon. This one's a thick one, so I don't know when I want to get around to reading this because um, I just – it's so big. I just don't really know. But I, I definitely am just – the more I see it on my shelf, the more I'm just like, that looks like a really great – read because there's just so many things about it number one I am a sucker for like I just think fantasy standalones are so like special in their if they're so underappreciated and I think like I have so much instant respect for fantasy standalones because I'm like you really saw that you had like this really awesome world but you didn't want to drag it out for like three books and you saw that and I always respect when authors are like yeah let's not do that but then but then the priority the archery is so weird because she basically did take a trilogy and just put it, put into, it into one, one. yeah because <laughs> if this is this book I'm not even kidding it's 700 pages around and the writing is minis- miniature everybody like it's crazy and then you open it and it's it's kind of got the same level of instant world building that We Hunt the Flame has a little bit. You know how before I'm saying like books with pronunciation guides don't just get put into any book. It's like usually only when books have really complex world building do you need five pages of a pronunciation guide in there. And so, yeah. so similar vibes. Like we got straight off the bat you open the book. There's not one. There's two maps. And then there's 
different clans, like, emblems on these maps. And so I'm like, okay, vibes. Then there's pronunciation guides. And last but not least, we have the iconic quote that the Sunday Times called this book, um, the next generation of hit fantasy fiction, a feminist Lord of the Rings. You know, what more? Yeah. You know, I, I see I see something called a feminist Lord of the Rings and you don't have to tell me anymore. I'm just going to buy it. And that's exactly, exactly what I did. Yeah. Exactly. And then it's women love women. I, and I'm just like, what else? I just... It just seems like one of these reads that I'm going to read and it'll stick with me for a long time. So I'm just trying to find the the time that I can appreciate it the most. But I definitely want to read it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And dragons. And, yeah. dra- and, dra- and dragons. Like, it's so crazy because there's so much cool stuff about it that you say all this stuff to explain it. But then you're like, oh, right. And there's dragons. Casually. Just casually. I don't, it doesn't have a synopsis on my book. Interesting. I mean, (laughs) the the dragons, that just sums it up enough, I think. You can just say dragons. Maybe, I can't find one. No, it's just got a lot of quotes saying, like, why you should read it. And you know what? It worked. So good for her. I mean, yeah. I never read synopsis anyway, so. I mean... Obviously, it does work. Um, or like blobs or anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me think. Uh, and I want to read another one that I really want to read soon is, we mentioned it kind of a little bit earlier, I guess, but it's the Dance of Thieves duology. I'm super um. pumped for that one. I own both the books in the duology, which means I have to read it soon. But like again, I have them on my Kindle. It's another one that I just keep hearing stuff about. <laughs> and I keep hearing people like say how good the enemies to lovers is. And then I'm just like, well, got me there. <laughs> you know? Well <laughs> I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm but I'm looking at the I honestly Pardon? Yeah. I, I was gonna say I honestly don't know anything else about it other than people say it's really good and that it's enemies to love it. Like I don't know. Well, I was just looking at the synopsis it. for it, and unfortunately, one of them it's it's got a drawback. One of the main characters' names is Jace, and we all know how I feel about Jaces. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, hopefully, well, how could anyone name their character Jace after the Mortal Instruments? <laughs> That's a bold, brave move. <laughs> I know, but. I mean, it looks pretty good. Like, I've heard it's, like, I've seen TikToks when it's, like, when you're on page 150 and they've already gone from enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers to enemies. <laughs> and it's just like thieves. Oh, oh I think I saw this, actually. Yeah. And I'm just, like, how? The, the TikToks about this duology always just seems so chaotic. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. what is going on? <laughs> Yeah, they're always so crazy, and that just, like, almost, like, entices me a little bit more. I'm like, I need to read this. Yeah. Um, are you going... Are you going to read the synopsis? Yeah, yeah. When the... When the patriarch of the... 
Belanger Empire dies, his son, Jace, becomes its new leader. Even nearby kingdoms bow to the strength of this outlaw family who have always governed by their own rules. But a new era looms on the horizon, set in motion by a young queen, which makes her the target of the dynasty's resentment and anger. At the same time, Kazi, I think that's how you pronounce it, a legendary former street thief, is sent by the queen to investigate transgressions against the new settlements. When Kazi arrives in the forbidding land of the Belangers, she learns that there is more to Jace than she thought. As unexpected events spiral out of control, bringing them intimately together, they continue to play cat and mouse game of false moves and motives in order to fulfill their own secret missions. Mary E. Pearson's Dance of Thieves is a new YA novel in the New York Times bestseller, blah, blah, in which a reformed thief and the young leader of an outlaw dynasty lock wits in battle that may cost them their lives and their hearts. So yeah, that's the, that's the blurb. Um, yeah, Dance of Thieves, it seems like, it definitely seems like a duology that there's a lot more than meets the eye, because while that synopsis is really cool, and I'm like, okay, yeah, intrigued, just the the level of regard that people speak of this series, I'm like, something, there's definitely going to be a lot more that's, like, in there, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it's definitely going to be one of those series where you go back and read the synopsis and you're like, what the heck? It's like... Yeah, it's going to be a Cassandra Clare synopsis. Yeah, because that's the best <laughs> way to describe it, always honestly. always do her dirty. <laughs> Except what's so funny is my synopsis for my Infernal Devices books were so excessive, they, like, spoiled the book. Like, so it's one or the other. With, like, yes. depending on which edition you get, I guess. But, like, I get what you mean. Like, it's, there's more than meets the eye. For sure. Okay, I think we should just do, like, to finish it off, like, maybe just some rapid fire things yeah. and just like say the synopsis we'll say the book say the synopsis and then like move on and we could just leave it at that so okay okay so i gotta get my good reads up for this now oh because all my books are over on the other side of the room yes okay so my next book i want to read is the wrath and the dawn Yes. Yes. This one I've been wanting to read for a while, but it just, it seems like a book that you, I want to read in one go. Like, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm really just waiting. But anyway, uh, one life to one dawn. In a land ruled by a murderous boy king, each dawn brings heartache to a new family. Khalid, the 18-year-old Caliph of Khorasan, is a monster. Each night he takes a new bride only to have a silk cord wrapped around her throat come morning. When 16-year-old... Oh, don't know how to pronounce this name. I'm so sorry. Uh, Shazad's dearest friend falls victim to Khalid. Shazad vows vengeance and volunteers to be his next bride. Shazad is determined not only to stay alive, but to end the Caliph's reign of terror once and for all. Night after night, Shazad beguiles Khalid, weaving stories that enchant and ensuring her survival. Though she knows each dawn could be her last, but something she never expected begins to happen. Khalid's nothing like what she imagined him to be. The monster is a boy with a tormented heart. Incredibly, Shazad finds herself falling in love. How is this possible? It's an unforgivable betrayal. Still, Shazad has come to understand all is not as it seems in this place of marble and stone. She resolves to uncover whatever secrets lurk and, despite her love, be ready to take Khalid's life as a retribution for the many lives he's stolen. Can their love survive this world of stories and secrets? So, yeah. That um, sounds interesting. It's a retelling of um the 1001 Nights, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
cool. Um, mine next one that I want to read soon is Anne and the French Kiss. Little contemporary. <laughs> we have a, the amount of times that we have said this. No, book. I put it on my TBR for August. I'm not even kidding. Oh, okay. Okay, um, cool. Anna is looking forward to her senior year in Atlanta, where she has a great job, a loyal best friend, and a crush on the verge of becoming more, which is why she's less than thrilled about being shipped off to a boarding school in Paris. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. This is very sad. We hear it. (laughs) This is very sad. The synopsis is doing this book dirty. I'm sorry. Until she meets Etienne St. Clair. Smart, charming, beautiful, Etienne has it all, including a serious girlfriend. But in the City of Light, wishes have a way of, becoming, of coming true. Will a year of romantic near misses end with their long-awaited French kiss? Okay, that was a really bad synopsis. We didn't talk about it just oh, no. <laughs> That was not a good synopsis for that book. But, like, I've heard okay. it's, like, I've heard it's more. It's better than that, but, yeah. Cassandra Clare synopsis. Yep. Okay, uh, the next book for me is Legendborn. Um, mm-hmm. This is just a book. It has a 4.45 rating on Goodreads and it has about 32,000 ratings. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, after her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Bree Matthews wants nothing to do with her family memories or childhood home. A residential program for Bright High Schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect escape until Bree witnesses a magical attack her very first night on campus, a flying demon feeding on human energies, a secret society of so-called legend-born students that hunt the creatures down, and a mysterious teenage mage who calls himself a Merlin and who attempts and fails to wipe Bree's memory of everything she saw. The Mage's failure unlocks Bree's own unique magic and a buried memory with a hidden connection. The night her mother died, another Merlin was at the hospital. Now that Bree knows there's more to her mother's death than what's on the police report, she'll do whatever it takes to find out the truth, even if that means infiltrating the Legendborn as one of their initiates. She recruits Nick, a self-exiled Legendborn, with his own grudge against the group, and their reluctant partnership pulls them deeper into the society's secrets and closer to each other. But when the Legendborn reveal themselves as the descendants of King Arthur's knights and explain that a magical war is coming, Brie has to decide how far she'll go for the truth and whether she should use her magic to take the society down or join the fight. What a vibe. What a vibe. Oh. I also hear that, like, the characters in this book are top tier, and also, apparently, it's the author's, like, debut novel, which is mind-blowing to me, because it seems to have been received so well. (coughs) Nice. Anyway. Maybe I'll do one more, and then be done. I think I'm going to do one more, too. Okay. After you. So, this is the first book in the Frostblood trilogy. I have all three, and I really want to read them. Um, synopsis, 17-year-old Ruby is a fireblood who has concealed her powers of heat and flame from the cruel Frostblood ruling class her entire life. But when her mother is killed trying to protect her and rebel Frostbloods demand for her to help them overthrow her, their bloodthirsty king, she agrees to come out of hiding, desperate for her revenge. Despite her unpredictable abilities, Ruby chains with, trains with the rebels and her, the infuriating yet irresistible Arcus, who seems to think of her as nothing more than a weapon. Shatter me vibes. but before they can take action ruby is captured and forced to compete in the king's tournaments that pit fire blood fire blood prisoners against frostblood champions now she only has one chance to destroy the 
maniacal ruler who has taken everything from her and the icy young man she has come to love. To me, this book just sounds like Red Queen meets the first Throne of Glass book meets Shatter Me. And I'm just like... I mean, that's eh. a vibe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If done well. <laughs> if done well. It's a trilogy. I guess we'll see. Okay. Okay. The last book. Um, mm-hmm. This is a book that is super interesting because you, Miss Lily Rick recommended it to me months ago and then I was like oh whatever like oh let's have a look and I read the synopsis and I was like oh that seems fun then I bought it on kindle and it's kind of been blowing up on tiktok recently yeah Mm -hmm. coming to the forefront more and more and that's the atlas six by olivia olivia blake and yeah the synopsis for this is long and I am just my throat is struggling so we're gonna see how well I can get through this <laughs> Let me take some water. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Alexandrian society, caretakers of lost knowledge from the greatest civilizations of antiquity, are the foremost secret society of magical academ- academicians in the world. Those who can earn a place among the Alexandrians will secure a life of wealth, power, and prestige beyond their wildest dreams. And each decade, only the six most uniquely talented magicians are selected to be considered for initiation. Enter the latest round of six, Libby Rhodes and Nico de, Veron- Nico de Verona, unwilling halves of an unfathomable whole who exert uncanny control over every element of physicality. Raina Mori, a naturalist who can intuit the language of life itself. Parisia Kamali, a telepath who can transverse the depths of the subconscious, navigating world. <coughs> oh my god. Navigating worlds inside the human mind. Callum Nova, an empath easily mistaken for a manipulative illusionist who can influence the intimate workings of a person's inner self. Finally, there is Tristan Kane, who can see through illusions to a new structure of reality, an ability so rare that neither he nor his peers can fully grasp its implications. When the candidates are recruited by the mysterious Atlas Blakely, they are told that they will have one year to qualify for initiation, during which time they will be permitted preliminary access to the society's archives and judge based on their contributions to various subjects of impossibility, time and space, luck and thought, life and death. Five, they are told, will be initiated. One will be eliminated. The six potential initiates will fight to survive the next year of their lives, and if they can prove themselves to be the best among their rivals, most of them will. Most of them. Okay. We got Interesting. That. Interesting. So basically, I, I'm really interested in the concept of how, like, there's going to be, there's six main characters and everyone seems very invested in every single one of these main characters, but only five get to like win essentially and get what they get yeah. the end goal. I'm like, oh, I really, that's what I'm really interested in. Cause I'm like, oh, kind of gives me, um, it's. And in a weird way, like Hunger Games vibes, where it's like <laughs> you have to watch one of them get, you have to watch like your favorite characters get eliminated, though. And it's like it's like Hunger Games if you were invested in every single person's story. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I also hear just the Dark Academia vibes, the top tier, and yeah. Anyway, so I'm really excited. Um, hopefully, gonna get around to reading that too. But it just seems so like high fantasy and complicated. I mean, I read the first page to Lily a couple of days ago and there were so many words. I don't, I don't even know what I said. Like, <laughs> it was so just complex. Yeah. I mean, I think oh. it'll be, I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I think that's all we have time for today. There are so many books. I mean, we discussed before this, uh, you know, Lily has a TBR card of like over over 30 books or something. I don't know. (laughs) So these are just like the ones that we could think of off the top of our heads as reads that we're excited to, you know, uh, get to soon. But, um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed hearing some of our thoughts on the books that we're going to read soon. And hopefully maybe we piqued some interest in some of you and you guys will be reading these books too uh, next month or soon in the future. Anyway, but, yeah, yeah. anything else to add? <laughs> no, I think, I think that's everything. Awesome. Well, in that case, we will talk to you all next week. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.